Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I want to really quickly remind you, if you are listening to this before the 26th of January, 2023, that I am holding a three-day workshop, the 24th, 25th, and 26th of January. The class is called How to Create Your Own Extraordinary Life and Love After Divorce, and we will cover everything around getting out of survival mode, managing your emotions, healing old patterns, old habits, and day three is a deep dive into the five essentials um, that you need for dating after divorce. So this is going to be a Zoom call. You will be able to ask me questions about the material. We will talk uh, fixing your money after divorce, your parenting, working on your mental health if you're experiencing anxiety um, after divorce, just all of the things that would go into building the life that you want after a divorce. For many of us, divorce and the marriage, depending on how uh, difficult the marriage was, was sort of this like pause, was sort of like this like limbo and sort of end to the life we were planning to live. And after the divorce, it's like, oh, wait, this is the life I set out to live in my 20s. This is what I wanted to be when I was younger. And the marriage got in the way of all of that. Now that I'm divorced, I have this opportunity to do it over. I have this opportunity to create something new. Um, but it's not as easy as just saying, I want to create something new because at this point, you're a little older, you've got kids, you've got a job, but your purpose and your potential is not diminished in any way. So that's what we're going to be talking about. How can you in midlife with everything you have going on, design, execute, and create your own extraordinary life. All right. I hope you will join me the 24th through the 26th of January. The link to the workshop to register for the Zoom call um, is in the show notes. So hop on over there and sign up or just go to my website, shadecurry.com, S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. And there is a link right at the top of the page where you can register for the uh, three-day workshop. All right. That's my little sales pitch over there. Now, let's talk about how to be your own matchmaker. When I'm working with my clients on their dating journey, we have a lot of strategy. Like we've got strategy for dating online. We've got that strategy for dating offline. Um, but I have a small subset of my clients who work with me and also work with a matchmaker. So uh, some of them prefer not to be on the dating apps. And so they hire a matchmaker. Um, and some of them actually are on the dating apps and have a matchmaker. So um, matchmaking services are just another tool that you can add to your arsenal in the dating journey. And I'm currently working on finding a couple of guests who have found their um, new partners after divorce through a matchmaking service. It's been a little hard. I've been looking for a while um, and I have a hot lead <laughs> for a friend of a friend who met her partner um, after her divorce through a matchmaking service about 20 years ago. So 
If you know someone who met their partner through a matchmaking service after divorce, I would love to interview them for the podcast. We want to hear that story as well. So that said, um, I'm a little familiar with how my clients have worked with their matchmakers. And, um, you know, just like dating apps, it's got its ups and downs. There are challenges with it. But there are some things that I have learned in the sense that the energy of being a matchmaker is very different from the energy that um, individuals bring to their dating service. And I was like, wait a second, what if my clients saw themselves as their own matchmaker? Because we have strategy for dating, like I said, but the energy that you bring to your dating journey is probably 70% of uh, what goes into success. The energy, your attitude, your thoughts, your emotional state, your uh, confidence, these have a lot more to do with your ability to succeed when dating than which app that you're on or the texts that you send or, you know, whatever strategy or where you go. Because your energy actually dictates your ability to be creative on the apps, your ability to be creative in an interaction um, on a on a first date or on a second date. Your energy is so, so, so important. I teach my clients all of the strategy and the strategy works, but I do know that I also have to teach them how to shift their energy into energy that is effective. And the energy of a matchmaker, I, I was like, oh, this is such a great way for my clients to see their dating journey. This is not a recommendation that you use a matchmaker because also if you have the wrong energy while using a matchmaker or if your matchmaker doesn't have the right energy, it's not helpful. And then it's just expensive. The idea here is for you to become your own matchmaker internally in the way you think about your dating journey, in the way you approach um, your activities while dating. I've used something similar when I uh, coach my clients and they are having a hard time making the healthiest choice for themselves. Like they're like, oh, I want to date this guy or I want to say yes. And they're struggling with maybe feeling guilty about taking time for themselves or asking for space or asking for what they want. Often in those situations, I will ask them, if your daughter was in this situation, what would you advise her to do? And I use that question because women are socialized to think of others. They're socialized to want the best for others. They're socialized to see their value in making sure everyone else gets what they want. And they're socialized to put themselves last. So we struggle to make decisions that serve us the best. So when I ask my client, hey, you know, if you wouldn't want this for your daughter, why are you choosing it for yourself? Or If you would tell your daughter to go for it, why aren't you telling yourself to go for it? So thinking of their own journey as someone else's journey, I know it's a roundabout way of doing this, but it often triggers the emotion of wanting the very best for that person. Same thing with a matchmaker. If you were a matchmaker looking for a healthy partner for your client, again, you are the client, but you are in the energy of a matchmaker, how would you approach using the dating apps? If you weren't going on there for yourself, 
Okay, now we've got to use our imagination here. If you were going on there for someone else to find a partner for your best friend, to find a partner for your daughter, how would you approach using the apps? What would you put in the dating profile? If you were like, oh my goodness, my sister is amazing and I am going to find her the most amazing partner. Can you see the shift in energy from that versus oh my God, the dating apps, they're awful. All these guys, I'll never find anyone. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm 10 pounds overweight. I can't, I can't. Um, I keep self-sabotaging all of the negative thoughts that we tend to um, have in our dialogue when we're looking at it from our own perspective. How would you talk to yourself about your journey if you were a matchmaker encouraging your client. If your client said, oh my God, it's not working. I'll never find anyone, which I'm sure that's a thought that many have had. I've had that thought. Many of my clients have that thought. What would you say if you were the matchmaker said tasked with finding um, a person for that client? What would you say to her in that moment when she felt like she would never find anyone? What would your standards be if a client had paid you to find her a partner? What would you tolerate from um, a person that maybe you met on an app or you went on a date with if you were negotiating (laughs) this relationship on behalf of your client? How would you handle those interactions? You wouldn't want to be hostile. You wouldn't want to be a drill sergeant because you'd be like, well, I want to make sure if this is a good guy, he's still amenable to meeting with my client. However, I also don't want to put up with any crap because my client is not going to put up with any crap for this, from this person, right? What experiences would you agree to? Would you insist that this person was respectful to your client? And so this is an idea that you can play with. It's sort of like a, a costume that you can put on. It's a role. If you were thinking of it as a play that you could say, well, let me try on this role. What would the energy of this role be? What would be what would the thinking patterns of a matchmaker be? What would the actions of a matchmaker be if they were on the app looking for a partner on behalf of their client? A matchmaker wouldn't say, "Oh my gosh, well there's no one on the app, so I'm going to go tell my client that nope, can't find anyone. You're just going to have to stay single the rest of your life." A matchmaker wouldn't do that. A matchmaker would be like, "Okay, I'm not seeing anyone today, but I'm going to figure this out because that's what business people do. They figure it out, right? They have a client who has paid them and that client has paid them to troubleshoot the journey. That client has paid them to figure out the problem, create the solution and deliver the result. So if you shift into the energy of being your own matchmaker, that can help you get out of the venting, whining, crying, lamenting, complaining energy that sometimes we slip into, it would get you out of the overthinking, ruminating, um, uh, self-doubt, second-guessing mode that sometimes we slip into when we're dating and into creative energy because now you're the matchmaker. You're the one who's being paid to figure it out. It will turn on all of the lights in your brain to say, oh, well, haven't found someone yet, but that's my job. I need to figure it out. It might shift you to do some research. It might shift you to go ask some questions. It might shift you to try new things, to experiment, 
to um, look for new apps to use. Like there's so much that opens up when our brain shifts into creativity. And I have used uh, that question with my clients to say, hey, if you were your own matchmaker, what would you do? Like, what would you do right now? What would you say right now? And putting on that role shifts their energy. And when their energy shifts, their creativity turns on, they get new ideas. Um, they start thinking about more fun ways to do it. They're like, yeah, my client isn't having any fun. <laughs> I'm going to encourage her to just go do some new fun things with her girlfriend. I'm going to encourage her to go to that party just so that she can get out. I'm going to encourage her to shoot that guy an email and just see what happens. So I want you to try this on. Just ask yourself, if I were my, my own matchmaker, what would I do? Grab a sheet of paper and you know, start to brainstorm all of the ideas that come to you as, as you ask yourself um, that question. And if that question doesn't work for you, look for something that does, right? Um, you could think of it as if I was, if I was a good mother creating an arranged marriage for her daughter, right? Some cultures have arranged marriages still. If that helps you shift into the energy of someone who is resourceful, who is empowered, who is creative, who is determined to make this happen, use whatever role gets you into that mode, brainstorm new ideas, troubleshoot, find resources, and do something new in your dating journey. Okay, I know I had promised you the rest of the series on things I changed in my dating journey, but I felt so inspired by the thought of teaching you and teaching my clients to become their own matchmaker, not in reality, just energetically, because I just know that the energy of how we do this is so, so, so important uh, for our success. All right, I hope that helps you. Get out there and date. There is someone out there for you. I heard now that there are 8 billion people on this planet, so our population is exploding. That means there are even more men on the planet now than before. So there's someone out there for you. Get out there and date. And if you want support, if you feel like, you know what, I could use a second pair of eyes on this journey. I could use some coaching. I could use some shifting in my thinking. And in the way I feel, I could use some help brainstorming new ideas and uh, finding resources for my journey. I want to invite you to work with me. I now have two ways that you can work with me. You can work with me in my group program. It's called Extraordinarily Divorced and the Dating After Divorce Academy. So this is a combined group program. We have three calls a week. So there are plenty of opportunities for you to get coached and ask your questions. We have... Um, an online group where you can also ask questions in between calls. Um, that uh, group is $300 a month for the membership. You can also work with me one-on-one -on -one where I have uh, all of my attention on your journey. We would meet once a week for six months. And if you would like that one-on-one -on -one custom support, book a consultation call with me. Uh, the link is also in the show notes, or you can just go to my website, shadicurry.com and schedule a consultation call to talk to me about any of my programs. All right. Become your own matchmaker today. Thank you for your time and attention, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training, 
specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.